0: In Your Dreams is brought to you by Casper. The Casper is an obsessively engineered mattress at a shockingly fair price. Chris sleeps on a Casper mattress. This comes from experience.
1: You are right. I sleep on one, and I am blown away by it every night that I get to lay down and go to sleep. Time Magazine named it one of the best inventions of 2015. That is no joke right there. That's that's a credible
0: source. Yeah, you can sleep on this Casper mattress for 100 days risk-free. In your own home, if you don't love it, they'll pick it up and refund everything. That is incredible. You
1: get $50 towards any mattress purchase by visiting www.casper.com slash dreams and using offer code dreams. Terms and conditions do apply, but remember, that is casper.com slash dreams. In your dreams, this podcast, we are very proud to be brought to you by Casper.
2: Mm-hmm. All right, I had a dream that yeah. I was like
3: 14 stuff, years uh, old, dreams. years afterwards, I woke up in a cold sweat after that. What does that mean?
1: Welcome to In Your Dreams, sponsored by Casper Mattress. I'm Chris Gethard, one of your hosts here, my friend Gary Richardson. We're here together, Gary, analyzing dreams.
0: That's what I do. That's what I do best, I'd say.
1: Would you say are your biggest your biggest influences?
0: Comedically, you're talking Eddie Murphy. You're talking your Jim Carrey's. I meant Dream. I meant more talking like about? Dream because we were focusing in on the Dream. And if we're talking about dreams, I mean, like probably like all the top guys. Love the top guys. They're great. Okay. Yeah. I,
1: yeah, that's fair. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. And I've been doing a lot of reading up on it, and uh, so I know who some of those top
0: guys are. You're Freud's. Yeah. You're Young's. Uh huh. Oh, the big dogs. The big dogs. All right. Yeah.
1: We got another big dog with us here in the studio Absolutely, today. Absolutely. We did. Very, very excited. Mm-hmm. A, uh, someone I'm truly fond of, and I believe a very old friend of yours. Absolutely. John Reynolds is here. John, One of my best you? buds. Your best I'm,
4: buds. I'm doing good. How are you guys? Doing great. I'm excited to be here in the dream den. No, <laughs> oh,
1: you just yeah. named it. this did not have a name until just now. The Dream uh-huh. Den. Yes, yeah, the Dream Den. And of, of course, anybody listening, John is a a, a fantastic comedian who. Uh, as soon, I, I actually, I saw both Gary and John in a show in Chicago, and I was really blown away by by them and their whole gang of cronies. And now, um, a lot of you guys are in New York, lighting it up. And John, people have seen you on Stranger Things and Search Party and all sorts uh-huh. of mm-hmm. all sorts of like very cool. Like, super cool. Th- you get involved in all the cool things.
4: Yeah, I'm a lucky little hunk. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, John, how
1: are, you, how are you feeling about dreams? Are you, are you a guy who remembers your dreams? Are you a, someone who buys into the ideas that dreams re- are revealing of ourselves, prophesies things about us?
4: For sure, the latter. I, I definitely agree with that. Um I have, like, a few reoccurring ones, you know? Ooh. Mm-hmm. Well, if you want to tell us about one of those, we can get into it. Absolutely. Gary will
1: analyze this.
4: Yeah, um... Well, a reoccurring one they have, it's just like, uh, I think it's pretty standard, but I'm in a place that seems like my high school, but it's bigger and has like more angles, you know? Or it's like, this looks like my high school, but it's huge, you know? And uh, I haven't been to class all year, and it's May, and I'm like trying to figure out where the guidance counselor's office is, and then I have to go class by class, and my teachers are real disappointed in me, and I like try to sneak in. And go uh, unseen. But of course, they see me and, like, who are you? And then they tell me I haven't been there all year and that the best I can do if I catch up on all the work is get D's. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just like so screwed. And then it takes me a little while to like realize that uh, I did graduate high school. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that I don't need to be there.
1: Now, Gary, I actually think this is a commonly known anxiety dream, but as someone yeah. who has studied this, are there more layers than the commonly known ones? That school anxiety representing lifelong
0: anxiety. Absolutely. I think that um, with thinking about the school being bigger with more angles, that's you're looking back on your past and realizing that things were a lot more complicated than you then knew. When you realize that, like, oh, when I was a child, I did have the mind of a child. I wasn't as fully formed as I thought I would be. You're saying I wasn't fully formed? You know how when you're a kid, you're like, oh, like adults just don't get it. I, I understand these yeah. things. Yeah, Parents I think don't understand. Exactly. Parents just don't understand. But seeing the high school as bigger, I think that is indicative of just saying, like, oh, like, I realize now there were things that I did not know. High school's of, hard. High school's tough for many people. And thinking that the best that you can do is D's, but then realizing D's are fine because you don't even need those D's because you already graduated. Right. That's you realizing that uh your current place is so much further than where you thought you'd ever be. Oh, wow. Would yeah. you
1: say that's true? Have you exceeded your expectations
4: from I, earlier in life? Probably. I don't know if i had I've ever said any. Gary, how many years did it
1: take for you to graduate
4: from the Naropa Institute? Uh, three. Three. Yeah. Cool.
0: So you graduated early, or is it a three-year program? Yeah. I graduated early. Really? You did? Mm-hmm. So yeah. So you are kind of like a prodigy at this? Yeah, I was a prodigy for sure. Bringing in fresh new ideas. Yeah. Yeah. So you really so revitalize kind of the
1: rigid establishment of the Naropa Institute.
0: Absolutely, everybody in there's got elbow pads. I show up with epaulets, and it's like, okay, this guy's a little different. What's going on here? Let's pay attention to this. And what year? What year did you graduate? Uh, Two thousand and ten. Okay. And how old are you? Huh? And how old are you? How old? Like, yeah, that's a great. Like my physical form? Yeah, twenty-seven. How old is your spiritual form? Yeah, that's a four hundred and sixteen. Honestly, that's not that old according to the Bible.
4: Some people in the Bible
0: you. live to be over 900 years old. I believe in. I'm not saying that I am as evolved as I am. I'm just saying that right now, spiritually at 412, I'm doing all right.
1: Yeah. No, you have a I think great sweater. Awesome.
0: You have a great sweater on. Thank you so much.
1: I think we should go ahead and listen to some of our, our listeners' yeah, submitted we dreams. dreams. Again, we, we put out a voicemail uh, line v- many weeks ago, and we got thousands of voicemails. And our producer, Dave, has a... Uh, Called the cream of the crop. We're going to go ahead and listen to a whole bunch. John, you and I will give the layman's opinion, and then Gary, of course, will offer the expert dream analysis that he learned, uh, graduating in three short years at the Neuropa Institute. Which oh, the Neuropa. I went to their website last night and found a lot of stuff out about it. But it, it, I don't, let's uh, let's just go. Let's go ahead and yeah, get, get into the dreams. Yeah let's, yeah, let's listen to one of our right? listener submitted dreams.
2: Okay. Hello. Um, I am. Uh I'm doing this from my work desk, so hopefully no one hears me. Uh, last night I had a dream that I was in an abandoned house with someone that I had a crush on, and we were on some kind of mission. Uh, but I had to poop. Um, this happens to me a lot in dreams, uh, so I decided to squeeze one out, like on the floor while he wasn't looking. But when he turned around, I got really scared that like he'd see it on the floor, so I grabbed it and I shoved it in my mouth. And then he turned around and saw me, and I couldn't handle following it so I just let it drop out of my mouth the way you drop like a mouthful of ice cream or something um and it was awful and felt real and I woke up and was like what does this mean um and also why do I have like somewhat recurring dreams like this um so that is all oh my god I hope no one heard me okay bye
1: Wow. Wow. Now, I have to say, when she started by saying, I'm at work, I hope no one hears this, I was like, why? And then I heard what the dream was, and I said, oh. Mm -hmm. But there's no name. Wisely kept herself anonymous on that. Oh, yeah. Now, uh, Gary, I know that I've had dreams where I have to urinate, but generally what that means is that physically I have to urinate, and I just Mm -hmm. need to pray I wake up before
4: I pee in the bed. Sure. I've done that. I've definitely, like, been peeing in my dream, like, oh, no, no.
0: Yeah. And like I'm, in the
4: dream, knowing that it was like, oh, no, this is bad, bad news. Oh, yeah, mostly when I was little. Gotcha. Happens to the best of us. But
1: now, I do also want to applaud that listener on specifically using the phrase, so I squeezed one out. Yeah. <laughs> that is <laughs> mm-hmm. really very revealing. Vivid imagery. So, yeah. Gary, it, it, it is possible to defecate in a dream without actually defecating in real life.
0: That's what we're learning. Wow. hmm Okay. Yes.
1: Now, there's all sorts of things. Here's the things that are jumping out at me, John. Uh-huh. Why poop? Why place it in your mouth? Why then reveal it? These seem like a very strange series of actions. What What are you, as far as your your uh, your stab at amateur analysis? Before we pass it off to Gary, what's what's jumping out at you about this dream?
4: Um, I feel like the abandoned house. You know, it's like okay, I'm lonely, I'm hungry. You know, the abandoned house kind of like your stomach, so I'm hungry, right? She poops. Okay, trying to get rid of that feeling of hunger. Now there's something to eat. <laughs> She pops that poop in her mouth. It's like, okay. So this is now solving the issue. Then she's like, wait a minute. This is poop in my mouth. I got to get this out of here. She drops poop out of her mouth. She's hungry. She probably wakes up. Happy she didn't eat poop. Goes to the kitchen, eats something, goes to sleep. Morning poops like a regular person. Mm -hmm. So, I love that your dream
1: analysis actually predicts what she did after dreaming. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Actual... Bathroom habits, Gary. I would imagine poop is a thing that from the beginning of time. This is one of the rare things all humans definitely deal with. There has to be some sort of there has to be some sort of uh, implications there that this is a universal
0: human. Absolutely, but it's weird in this situation because it is on the floor in the presence of your crush. This is uh, you being afraid to be yourself. You being afraid to show those that are closest to you your most intimate side, to sh- reveal your humanity. This is very much a fear-based dream. I mean, I knew that. <coughs> sure, yeah. I could have said that. But you didn't. Touche. Was it I fear-based? Did. I believe so. I, I believe that being in the abandoned house, I feel like that that's spooky imagery, that's supposed to set the table for a spooky place. Or a Scary. squatter's rights,
1: happy. Not squatting in the sense of living in an abandoned house, but sure. eventually squatting in the sense of defecating.
0: So which we can believe, me. but she also said that she just squeezed one out, which could imply standing straight up. But who poops standing? I've never that's pooped standing straight out. up. Okay, that should be done. It's
1: she's like upside down. Now, Gary, placing Uh-oh. it in the mouth, this is a place of sustenance. Uh, poop mm-hmm. generally, uh, although dogs dogs do eat poop, uh-huh. but humans generally look at that as, as, uh, as, as a sickening act. Excrement, sickening, uh-huh. not assist, a sustenance. Devoid of nutrition. Exactly. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, and I do think that uh, in the dream, a lot of those things change. We flip that in the dream world. In the dream world, we are seeing this, uh, it might as well be a loaf of bread. That's why she's so readily, she was like, oh, wait a second, I know exactly where to put this, my mouth. And I think that the crush turning around and seeing her, I mean, because she did say that it fell out of her mouth like ice cream or something. Oh, yeah. which yeah. um, It's cold. It's cold, and I would never just let ice cream fall out of my mouth in the real world. I think this person's clearly a little bit unhinged. This is bold. In our, in our prior two episodes, six dreams so
1: far, you've never actually made an actual psychological diagnosis of a caller. You're saying this caller might have some actual mental, mentally unhinged qualities. I feel like, yeah. So if this like, caller's yeah. listening, Gary is officially <laughs> diagnosing you as having... It's been nice a little...
0: Sh- me too. She should pay attention to her relationship with a uh, fecal matter in the real world. See, when like, when does she see it? When does she think about it? I'm willing to bet that this person thinks about fecal matter more than the average person. I'm willing to bet that this person has some sort of dietary restrictions. If she says it felt like ice cream and it's brown, what if it's ice cream? Wow. Hadn't thought about that at all. And she pooped ice cream. Yeah, if she squeezed out some ice cream.
1: I also want to point out John's drawing some great cartoons. We all have <laughs> paper to take notes on the calls, and you're drawing some really great... Some big eyes and a big nose there. Great cartoons, quality cartoons. I, I wanna get to more calls. I think we've talked about poop more than enough sure. for one episode. Let's yeah, go ahead. It was let's a hear, hot start. Should, we should also mention a product that has had a truly profound impact on my life the Casper. I sleep on one, and it's the sensation. I've never experienced this with a mattress where it's like you kind of sink into it. It's also very firm. It is the best of both worlds, and I am blown away by it every night that I get to lay down and go to sleep. You try the Casper for 100 nights risk-free in your own home. If you don't love it, they'll pick it up. They'll refund you. Look at that. Get $50 towards any mattress purchase by visiting www.casper.com slash dreams and using offer code dreams. Terms and conditions do apply. Let's hear another uh, another listener-submitted voicemail describing one of your dreams here on the In Your Dreams podcast sponsored by Casper Mattress.
2: Hello, guys. Uh, My name is... And my dream happened about eight years ago, back when I was in high school. I had a dream about a grandmother who had passed. So she probably passed about two years before my dream happened. And in my dream, I had answered the phone at my house where I lived with my parents and I was talking to my grandma and could hear her voice just so clearly and just talking about normal stuff. And then she says, is your dad there? I need to talk to your dad. And I said, yeah. And I, I call, hey, dad, grandma's on the phone. And I said, all right, well, she'll, he'll be right here. And she misunderstood me and was like, oh, hi, Dave. I need you to write this number down. It's very important. It's one two zero two, zero, and then woke up. So I've narrowed it down to what I thought it might be, which would be a zip code in New York, which would be strange because I don't know anyone who lives in New York besides you. And um, it's also a date, January 20th, 2020, which is coming up here in a few years. So if you would be interested in digging into that with me, my cell phone...
0: Holy shit! Whoa,
1: this Whoa. is like
4: JJ Abrams stuff.
1: Gary, this is. Do you think this person's deceased grandmother, John? What, what, you, what?
4: That's crazy. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that it was for real. Her grandma. Interesting. I think
1: so. Okay. I think you have a dream like that. Definitely. So, you're saying this is an actual ghost visit, deceased grandmother, message meant for the father, not for her, intercepted the message. Could be a date, could be a zip code. This is, I, I would say I've loved all the dreams so far. In uh-huh. the three episodes of in But your this dreams. one's piqued your interest. This one
0: feels like a mystery to be solved, a Absolutely. code to be cracked, a puzzle. I mean, what does it mean that they were talking normal? You know, like is that code for not normal? You know? Wow. So yeah. Gary,
1: as far as your training goes at Naropa, do you guys actively believe that uh, the supernatural can occur in dreams? Like you're not ruling out the fact that this I'm not could be that the no. grandmother
0: spirit. Not for a second, I wouldn't so rule it out.
1: Not all dreams are just psychologically inwardly focused in your training. There are outside factors and influences such as this that can
0: absolutely, absolutely. Lean into Sometimes, it. like most of the times, dreams are there to be representative of life. Yeah, your current situation. Sometimes uh, dreams are a vessel, vessel for communication. Sure. The phone used in the dream could be the dream itself.
4: Wow, I don't know. Wait, well, the number one isn't associated with a letter? Oh, well, it would be A B. Well, zero is the issue here, right? Because one
1: two, oh, two oh, zero two zero zero, or it's a space. Correspond. Okay, so that would just be A B space B. This is, yeah. One two zero two <clears throat> zero. If we if we have zero as a space, it would just mean A B space
4: B. Hmm. Can't I be a name. I don't think it's associated with a no. name.
1: Because Gary, I know it's interesting what you're saying that dreams yeah. don't just have to be analysis based. I know, and I've done a lot of research to try to keep up with you. Me too. I've you've me too. I've done. Uh, I, I've I've read that you know, um, ancient Egyptians and Greeks felt that dreams were messages from gods. Uh, I, I know. I've read that ancient Romans similarly would actually induce dream states to try to divine things. I've, I've read that in as certain African cultures, um, there were actually warrior cultures where dreams would be, they would have battles fought in dreams, and they considered these real battles to be won or lost, actual living done in dreams, actual moments of consequence that would be discussed outside of the dreams that had uh, impact on the choices
4: made in the non-dreaming life. It makes me feel so bad about my dreams. (laughs) Because mine are always like, I think it was like at a middle school, right? And I want to ask permission to take this girl to the dance, but it was the principal's daughter. And I went and like asked the... (laughs) <laughs> the principal for permission.
1: But you brought up two dreams now where school has been a, a source of fear and anxiety very clearly in your dreams.
4: Yeah. I was a pretty pudgy kid. I got dumped a lot, but at least I had girlfriends. <laughs> <laughs> so what you had a lot of girlfriends, but then you'd often get dumped? Oh, yeah. I got dumped so much. <laughs> one, time, that? one time in middle school, I was, like, getting myself by a locker, and this gal came up to me. She's like, I think you should run. And then I saw, like, my girlfriend coming to dump me, and I for real tried <laughs> to run and get out of there. And she caught me in the parking lot and dumped my ass.
1: So, in your school, it was agreed upon <laughs> was that if you kidding. can't dump someone within actual physical face-to-face interactions, it doesn't count.
4: Oh no! I've been one time I got dumped freshman year of high school via text message from a computer, so the number was like all these weird like numbers and stuff. And I was like, "Well, this is nothing." I was like, "This is insane!" And then the next day, he's like, "Did you get my text?" I was like, "Oh, that was a for real dumping." I didn't even know. <laughs> <laughs> wow,
1: why were you getting dumped so often?
4: I don't know, I bet I was just like a know-nothing boyfriend. I wasn't smooching, I wasn't really, you know. Yeah, I didn't smooch until pretty late in the game.
0: Yeah, I think 15, I... 15,
1: 15 or 16, I think was my first
0: smooch action. That said that he didn't have pubes until he was 22. I didn't say that. What'd you say? <laughs> you said something like that. <laughs> they showed up around 16,
1: fully formed by 17. Late in the game, admittedly. Then them. they left
0: or
4: something?
1: I was not a college graduate before I had... Pubic hair. Okay, college
0: graduate. Okay, buzz off. Trying to put it in my face. Yeah, I get it. I dropped out. Whatever. You dropped out because you um, had said
1: earlier today that you graduated in three years. You said he was my my first school. My my first school. John, you were here though. My first school.
0: I first went to. I went to uh, Mizzou when I was fourteen years old, and I dropped out of Mizzou. Wandered wandered around for for a while. That's when I happened upon Naropa. Enrolled there, stayed there for three years to graduate from Naropa. So wait, you were,
1: let me do the math on this. This means you were a prodigy level to the degree mm. where you could get into college at the age of 14.
0: Yes, I think that's why my uh, powers are so intense. But you dropped,
1: you dropped out when you were 14. You didn't go back to regular school. You just wandered.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm. Learn, talk to the people, real people, salt of the earth. I just opened up, I told you guys the whole story. I got to go to the, uh, I'll be right back. I'm gonna go to the bathroom. Okay. There is an
4: awful lot of potty talk on this there podcast. It's not every. I got a little weird, huh? Yeah. Did you know he went
1: to college when he's fourteen? That's that's. I didn't know that. You ever meet any of his college friends or anything around the apartment or like does any? Do any, any does Europa really
4: have friends? Have
1: you oh ever seen God. him wear like like an Europa? T-shirt, or like mail, like I know I get a lot of Rutgers mail, like they're looking for donations. Do you get any like Naropa?
4: I've never even heard of Naropa. He told me he sleeps on like an air mattress. It's like. He has it kind of rigged up where it like folds out of the wall, but it doesn't. He's got an air mattress Murphy bed? Well, he's got like a little string that he pulls and then the air mattress just goes up to the wall. But it's like everybody knows that that's just like an air mattress. I don't really, you know, he's a smart guy. He seems smart. Yeah, no, I love I him. I mean, I just kind of, like, take it for what it is. Yeah, no,
0: good friend. <clears throat> What's up? I had How to much? go splash on my face. Splash on your face? I had to go splash on the face. What do you mean, wash? you had to wash your face? Uh, it wasn't a full wash. But it was definitely a splash, you know. Sure. Did mm-hmm. that. Yeah, feeling a little stressed out. Did that. Yes. You know, you wash your face right in the morning
1: when you wake up from a fresh night's sleep, which I'll tell you, I slept great last night, my friends, because I sleep on a Casimir mattress, and it is incredible. And so happy that they're sponsoring this podcast because it's a product I can get behind. They'll mail it to your house. They'll pick it up if you don't like it. Gary, It is. Uh, next time you're over at my house, okay? you lay down on one. You'd be able to vouch for it personally too.
0: Mm-hmm. You need a cash for mattress.
1: Yeah, John was just telling me, I didn't. you didn't mention this the last time we recorded, your airbed's like rigged up to fall down from the wall with a string?
0: Yeah, so that if I want, I can like sit on the bare floor to meditate. Oh. hmm Nice.
1: I'm very psyched that Casper Mattress is in my life, both via this podcast and through genuinely. The fact I slept so good last night. I can't even tell. That's awesome. Got the Casper mattress, got a little white noise machine, all mm-hmm. the curtains closed. Ooh, it's the best. I don't know like you have a meditation space. I don't know if theirs are built to rig down from the wall, so I don't know if it would be great for you, but I could still use it.
0: Into it? I could still use it for sure. Yeah. I could find some way to use that. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: All right. You get 50 bucks off towards any mattress purchased by visiting www.casper.com slash dreams. Use the offer code dreams. Terms and the conditions they do, they apply to that, of course. But again, you get 50 bucks off. Good deal. Thank you, Casper, for allowing this podcast to happen. And I think we should go ahead. We're here with John Reynolds. I think we should hear one more dream from another one of our listeners. For sure.
3: Hi. So I had this dream when I was like 14 years old, so it's been a while. Um... But in my dream, I was living with my grandma, who I've never lived with, and we lived in this huge pink castle, like it was pink, like it looked kind of like it was made out of pink Play-Doh, and it was completely carpeted with white carpets, and I used to like play around, but they always told me that you're not allowed to go to the second floor, so I would just, like, live on the first floor. But um, I always wanted to go up to the second floor. And then one day, I, like, sneaked up to the second floor, and I found myself in, like, this big, like, a mess hall type of thing. Like, there, people were having, like, their meals there, and there was people who lived in, like, little shacks along the walls. Like, it didn't look like a palace at all. And so... I looked around at the masses of people who apparently lived on the second floor, and they were all doubles of people I knew in real life, but like they they were all doubles, none of them were actually people I knew, but they were identical, like clones. so it was really weird, and I asked them why that why they were there, and they said that my grandma and my aunt were like the caretakers of the doubles, and that they lived here very happily. And so we hung out, and then they took me to the roof of the palace thing, the building where we lived, and I looked out into the whole city around us, and on every roof there were doubles of, I guess, people I didn't even know. So I was very, very weirded out, and so then my grandma found out that I was up there, and she, like, sat me down and told me that now I was the caretaker of the doubles and that I had to protect them. Um, and that they, they should never leave the second floor and that no one should ever go up to the second floor except for us. And then one day, um, cause I don't know, in my dream, I could, like, lots of time passed. And then one day we had guests over and suddenly I saw one of my friends, um, sneak up to the second floor. And, but I was like having a conversation with other people, so I didn't want to draw attention to the fact that there was a second floor. And while I was talking to them, my friend came back downstairs. And as he walked away, I saw that he had caught his double, and his double was tied to his back and like gagged. And he was like,
1: "What the fuck?" It stops there. Got the freaky ones today. Mm. We got the freakiest dreams out of it. This episode (laughs) is the fucking freak show. Wait, what
4: happened to the red? (laughs) The
1: pink Play-Doh castle. Grandma's two grandma dreams. We Mm -hmm. got. This is an elaborate – this is like an elaborate uh, Wizard yeah. of Oz-esque fantasy world that yeah. you lived in for a, a time. John, what are you taking away from this? This world of doubles, people kidnapping doubles. Who is the caretaker of the doubles? When when the phrase caretaker – I I was now the caretaker of the doubles was said. I watched – you made a face of horror. You recoiled yeah. horror.
4: <laughs> well, I was just like, uh, man, that's a lot of responsibility, you know? And like she finally got the knowledge of what was happening and with knowledge comes responsibility. And then I was thinking, she was like, oh, no, I'm the caretaker of the doubles. And when people come over and she saw people going towards the second floor, I was like, I would try to get people up there. I would try to get this you'd responsibility to, off my back.
1: <laughs> you, oh, you'd try to pass it on.
4: I'd be like, you guys should come over. And then when people come over, I was like, does anyone want to see the second floor? <laughs> I'd love to
0: get you just to the second floor. Just immediately disobey the one rule that was. Yeah. <laughs> like, and I'd
4: be like, "You, you fucked up. Now you got to take care of the doubles, like the ring, almost like the ring. Like now you
1: saw the tape.
4: Mm-hmm. Imagine who. So you you have to take care of these doubles. You got to cook for them.
0: You know. Yeah. Are you doing laundry for the doubles? Well, well, there's a mess hall upstairs. I'm I'm assuming that they're cooking for themselves. But she didn't say anything about cooks.
1: So you were horrified less by like the freaky imagery of yeah, the dream, and team, more by, by the, lo- the <laughs> logistical by the, <laughs> responsibilities. Yeah. I do like that consistently yeah. throughout this episode. You've approached the all these dreams with a real. A real innocence. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Most of your dreams are about school. Innocent. Innocent childhood. Well, she
4: had this in school. When she was 14. 14 years was old. 14? The last one was in high school as well. And so, I mean, we yeah. have, these are all children. Fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess you're, okay. It's a really creepy thing you guys have going on here. Now, Gary,
1: the yes. idea of taking on this mass amount of responsibility, the idea of doubles, the idea that people are two-faced, what are you taking away from this dream? The idea of a
0: grandma, a caretaker. To and me, um, these are
1: all familiar feminine figures, but none are maternal. It's a grandma. It's an aunt.
0: Yeah. Um, the thing What's that going on here? Jumps out to me initially when hearing the whole of this is a uh, being fourteen, uh, traditionally around the age when uh, women start menstruating and start becoming uh, a woman. Mm-hmm. So there are new responsibilities that she has uh, to herself. That's very astute. Yeah, um, that is astute. That's good. And then I think the idea of. Meeting these doubles and going on the roof and seeing that there are doubles everywhere, that everybody has responsibilities, that you are now your eyes are now open to the worries of the world. Wow. Everybody's dealing with something, right? Uh, that's what jumps out to me first. Uh, the second thing is the idea that this insanely huge house has a ton of shacks on the second floor.
1: Oh yeah, mm-hmm. smaller houses. Smaller the houses.
0: House. Mm-hmm. I think of that as. A, a metaphor for family. You know, it's like, oh, sure, we all have the same last name, but our shack's a little different than your shack. Our shack's in a different place.
1: And what does that mean ultimately?
0: It means like, you know how families are in different places? Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. No,
1: but I mean, like, what does that mean as far as applying so, it to the
0: oh, listeners? Yeah. It, it's a uh, takeaway for the listener. Oh, for the listener. Oh, that she uh, should absolutely uh, reach out more. She should reach out. Reconnect, make sure that the palace is still a palace. Sometimes it's so easy to think that your shack is the palace, but you have to step outside your shack and look at the other shacks and be like, oh, wait a second, there is an actual palace. They taught you all at Naropa, huh? Yes. That's all from the
1: <laughs> dreams you've heard here on this episode of In Your Dreams. Any any closing words, John Reynolds? How do you feel being Gary's roommate knowing you're sleeping down the hall? Every dream you have, there's someone right next to you who could be analyzing it. Does this change the nature of your guy's relationship moving forward?
4: Yeah, I want to support the guy. Thank you. If this is his passion, I want to support him. I wanna be there. All right. Yeah. One time I had an entire dream in like the old Game Boy Pokemon world. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was awesome. Walking around the tall grass and stuff? I was walking around the tall grass, little villages. Hell yeah. There are people. Dope. Well, more childlike innocence from the mind of John Reynolds.
1: <laughs> That's all we've got for this episode of In Your Dreams. Be back. Next episode, we'll have even more dreams, more special guests, more analysis from the layman's opinion and the slightly more expert opinion
4: of Gary Richardson. Hmm. That was really fun, guys. Thanks, dude. Yeah, thanks, thanks for doing it. Do, thanks for having me.
0: In Your Dreams is produced by David Herman With help from many of the fine folks at Earwolf We're talking Lex Friedman, Chris Bannon, John DeLore, Jared O'Connell, and Zach Dinerstein Our theme song is "Square Ball" by the Underground Railroad to Candyland Great band, check them out This show would not be possible without you, the listener Sending us your strange and wonderful dreams So thank you Thank you, thank you. If you enjoy the show, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep tabs on me, Chris Gethard, on Twitter, at Chris Gethard. And you can follow me, Gary Richardson, at Gary. Yes Gary. And, of course, once again, In Your Dreams has been
1: brought to you by Casper, the obsessively engineered mattress at a shockingly fair price. Do not forget, you can get 50 bucks off any mattress purchased by visiting www.casper.com. Use the offer code DREAMS. Terms and conditions apply. That's casper.com. DREAMS. Offer code dreams. And I do just want to take a second to say thank you for allowing us to do this. You know, you allowed us to go in any direction we want. And there's few companies in this world that really just say we want to support the arts, get our product out there. We're happy to uh, have had some fun. So, sincerely, thank you so much for that. I'm Chris Gethard. I'm Gary Richardson. Thanks for listening. Good night.